What's uh what's the beverage this evening? <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, Joseph. I'm drinking. Oh, it tr- finally drove you to drink. <laughs> the movie uh partly the movie, partly the circumstances. Yes, it drove me to drink. Sorry. I left the bottle outside the room though, so I can't refill it. Okay. Well that's probably for the best. You've it's definitely fi- for the best. Firewall that off. At least it's not Fireball. You're not drinking Fireball. Is that no, what you were uh, consulting Swilliams about? Was your your purchase? No, uh, you know, there's a there's a plethora of choices in the Scotch Isle there, and uh, he he's a, an aficionado, uh, so he usually has that's, some good. That's a really nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he usually has some recommendations for good stuff that I'm not uh, terribly familiar with, and uh, I found one. Okay. Nice, nice. Uh, one of the uh, the Glenmorangie varietals. Can you say that again? <laughs> Glenmorangie. Okay, I believe is how they say it. Just, just checking. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it's good. Hmm. Do you do you like good things? No, I like bad things. Uh huh. That's why we watch this movie. Yay! <laughs> uh, <sighs> Got to tell you, this movie makes me rethink my career as a podcaster a little bit. Oh, it does? That seems so well, sad. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Um, does it make you rethink your agreement to do all of the Star Wars movies? <laughs> More um, so than last week? <laughs> I mean, this is this is the low point, right? I, I'm honestly not sure, because you know what? I, 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 I think when I had originally seen all of these, I thought it was sort of an ascending order thing. Like, oh, it's... It's getting better. Like, Phantom Menace was such a letdown. This is an improvement. Uh, I think more things are happening in this. Like, oh, it's so serious. There's there's the armies and stuff now. Uh, and then... Well, let, let's not dig too deeply into that yet. Um, and then, and then you know, uh, the, the third one's even more serious. And even 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 more things happen with the seriousness and stuff. <laughs> and um, I... Upon further reflection... I don't really think that these are actually getting better. I think that perhaps these might be getting worse as we as we progress through oh, these. I see. I, I don't remember enough about three. I remember, uh, you know, the the lava fight and stuff, and then you know the the ending there. But uh, I, I was really hoping that was gonna that was gonna pick us up out of this slump that we're in. You're saying I shouldn't count on that. Probably I'm don't I don't know I wanna I, I wanna hold hold my opinion until I rewatch it again but uh I'm not optimistic because this this I think is worse than the last time I watched it and I wasn't like super wowed <laughs> by it the last couple times I'd seen it but you know there was a there was a time in in college where uh, this came out on DVD and everybody raced out to the Walmart to go to go buy it on DVD and uh, wasn't that wasn't that cool uh, to to have that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess uh, one way to sort of anticipate what what's coming down the pike is uh, does, th- three has more Anakin in it, doesn't it? Uh, three, 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 three has um, emo Anakin with uh, inconsistent motivations from scene to scene, uh, <laughs> appearing more often. Um, but uh, you know, this one's this one's more creepy Anakin. Uh, where he doesn't know how to talk to women at all, um, or like 
how to deal with emotions or life. Uh, so I don't know. He 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 is a mess. Yeah, stuff's not fair, man. Um, so you know, get mad and kill people. It's kind of annoying. He is a uh, five-year-old's understanding of the world. Um, yeah, based yeah. on the fact that he's no longer played by. Jake Lloyd, a child actor, he's, it's, he's it's supposed nice to be an to adult. They, ma- they maintain the consistency uh, in his emotional maturity from the first movie, so that's nice. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff in here that even if it was delivered by, um, shall we say, uh, a, a, well, let's just, let's just say someone else, um, then maybe, maybe it, it could have been somewhat believable but there's there's plenty of this that like no matter who said it it, it, it would have just been just complete drivel like uh when they're they're on that field and they're talking about politics and how somebody <laughs> should just make them all do the things that he wants and i'm like what who would even say that happens when you ask your four-year-old like how do you think we should run the country well someone should decide what we should do and then we should make them do it yeah and then, I, it, of course, the senator is like, yeah, that's literally what we do. We all sit around and we try and figure out what to do, and then we do it. Yeah, and then the whole, like, oh, I'm good enough. I can take trials. I can I can do my own missions. I'm protecting you. I'm just as good as a Jedi Knight. I'm not a Padawan. And then <sighs> in, in literally the same breath, this is Obi-Wan's fault. He's just jealous. Like, what? <laughs> what? what? Yeah, I, I don't know where that one came from at all. <laughs> jealous all you got going on, I guess. <laughs> I love the, the, that that scene in the field with the politics ends with uh, uh, Padme going like, well, you're describing a dictatorship. And he goes, well, if it works. And clearly he doesn't know anything about politics. So he has no idea if a dictatorship works. Yeah, For well, all we when, know, when, he's he's never heard the word dictatorship before this this meeting right here. I mean, the the Republic has lasted for thousands, thousands of years or whatever, millions of years. Who knows? A long time. Um, but uh, in a galaxy far, far away. But uh, so th- this Republic's lasted for so long. How would he even understand the concept of what a dictatorship is? Do they have neighboring dictatorships they go visit sometimes? Is it just like, oh, this is a great vacation spot, but sometimes it's run by a dictator. Uh, we, we still like to go there anyways. Great margaritas. I have no idea. Uh, so it, it, it's it's very peculiar how how he would he would have such strong opinion, opinions about uh, governments other than this um, and how things should be run. But I I, I I mean I don't know. I think the government should think about what's best and then do that. And then I should have ice cream after nine p.m. Even though mom said I can't because I didn't finish my mashed potatoes. Ah uh, well, fortunately, mom can't tell him to do anything. <laughs> my God. Ah. Uh, <sighs> What a disaster! This um, this movie's not good. No, not not good at all. I um, the f were they thinking? <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out where this sits in terms of uh, like, w- what does this do for the series? Like, whether or not we think it's a successful movie, wh- whether or not we like it, what what does it do for the movie? Like, how does it get us from episode one to episode three? It seems like. All they really had to do is plant the seed of uh, Anakin rebelling against uh, his his Jedi teachings, which we get really quick in that super awkward scene where he talks back to Father Obi-Wan in front of the senator, and it's really awkward and uncomfortable. And then uh, we have to make sure that uh, Palpatine ends up a little bit more power at the end. And uh, that's really all we had to do uh, in a two-hour and 22-minute movie. Ah. Uh... Did I, did I miss something else? Is there something else that we needed to do between episode one and episode three? 
Not well, I really. mean, they had to get they had to get married and fall in love and stuff, right? Get married and fall in love. Uh, find a clone army in the couch cushions, um, mm-hmm. and uh, get some weird, awkward, totally illogical, unbelievable romantic relationship sparked between two characters, and uh, that's it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then have a uh, Yoda say, "Begun." These Clone Wars have. So. Uh. So that's good. The the clone the, the titular Clone War actually happens after this movie, correct? That's, there was the animated series. That's where it takes place between two and three. Uh. Well, there were two animated series. There's one by uh, Gendy Tartakovsky of uh, Samurai Jack and Dexter's Lab fame. Um, and that was all 2D hand-drawn. And then there was a significantly later uh, Clone Wars TV series, which was all the 3D stuff, uh, and that's different. And they don't really seem super related, but they, they exist. But but the, the war does happen after this movie, right? Yes. This is like Prelude to a War? <laughs> prelude to the War. It was the, it was the best of Preludes. It was the worst of Preludes. Um yeah. It's a really, really terrible Honda car, by the way. <laughs> Do you remember the prelude? Yeah. I had a teacher who had one. I thought it was cool looking, except, you know, there's only two seats, really? Anyway. Uh, I learned stick in one. It was like cheese yellow colored. Ooh. Drove for, drove for like a half mile with the parking brake on. Yuck. Well, it wasn't mine. It's all right. No, but uh, the, the thing I was going to say about this is, yes, we basically omit the actual warfare from most of the movies that we watch. Uh, the most of Clone Wars occurs in between films. Um, we see the beginning and the end of it, uh, basically. Hmm. Mm-hmm. C- clearly, I don't remember uh, two and three, so I-, I guess I'll see how we come into three, and I guess that'll sort of tie it all together for well, me. Well, I don't want to ruin a surprise for you then. <laughs> but... Oh, please, uh, by all means, ruin the surprise. Um, no, I really, I really am genuinely curious to see what happens when you when you tune in to watch next week and what your reactions <laughs> might be. So I don't want, I don't even want to discuss it. Tune in next week for more heartbreaking yeah. depression. Every everyone at home who hasn't completely given up, guess what? You can give up some more next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but the the um, such 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 a letdown. Uh, but, but let's let's steer back towards this. Yeah, I wrote a couple of notes on, on the crawl. Um, mm-hmm. There's unrest in the Senate. Yes, uh, a bunch of the, uh, the the systems want to leave the Republic mm-hmm. and uh, join Count Dooku, uh, who we've never heard of. We've never heard of in this little uh, separatist group who is going to rebel against the Republic and I don't know, do something. I mean, they're just going to be like separate. They're going to come up with their own laws and stuff. And if they do that, um, the crawl tells us, it's going to make it really difficult for the Jedis to keep the peace because, um, I don't know, like it's going to be hard. They're going to be like telecommuting all the time. That really puts strain on their personal relationships because they, you know, they got to be out of town all the time. You got to leave on the Fridays and back on the, the Sundays and stuff. Um, and then, uh, you know, to try and help them out, uh, they're going to make a clone army. Um, the, so the Republic has an army. Because uh, the Jedi's can't uh, do it all themselves. Well, they're trying to determine whether or not they should raise the funds and stuff to allocate everything for actually building an army, uh, and that's part of the reason why Natalie Portman is going to Naboo uh, at the beginning of the film. And this, as they mentioned at the end of the crawl, 
uh, before we see a v- very big uh, shiny spaceship uh, flip over on its belly and go mm. towards the landing thing. The, the one that uh, sounds like a Howard Hughes plane. Yes, yes. <laughs> the chrome goose. Um, so it's flying down through the clouds and stuff, and it has two of the little Naboo fighters uh, trailing along behind it. Uh, it lands on one of those landing platforms that they keep floating for reasons uh, in the middle of traffic. Uh, and then <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing you wouldn't want in your downtown, but whatever. Uh, they then, you know, the thing you opens up. You can tell up. this is a fictional city because uh, anybody knows um, densely populated cities have to rely on, uh, you know, parking decks and stacking stuff. Yeah, and uh, refineries with power couplings placed in the middle. Uh, we'll get to that. Um but the 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 thing here is that they get out and uh it's obvious that it's the decoy because you only see it from the back and she leaves down the ramp and uh Natalie Portman takes off her little flyer helmet thing and the new security guy who's missing an eye, which is what you always want in your security guys. Uh <laughs> no depth perception. Um he 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 is there and he's like, Yes, I guess my fears were unfounded. Kaboom. Um, and, uh, Natalie Portman, um, is over the body of some poor decoy we haven't met before, and, uh, then they gotta get off out of there for reasons and stuff. Uh, it's not the, not the same decoy from, uh, episode one. No, different decoy. It's Corday. Um, and, uh, uh, that's great, I guess. She, she's dead um, she dies yeah and then we go off to uh a palpatine's uh chancellor's office and he's all like oh man this is so not cool uh, and the jedi are you know around and then the loyalists or whatever come in and there's jimmy smiths and he's doing a weird accent i cannot abide um and natalie portman is all like yeah i need to be here to sign the thing because it's really important and it's like i okay whatever like i don't i don't we don't understand what's happening but sure you need to be here for the reasons uh and then she's got to go to her apartment and oh maybe young anakin can watch over her and wouldn't that be nice creepy creepy um because the, the, the attack on her ship uh probably wasn't from cat dooku it was from uh spice miners um mm-hmm. disgruntled spice miners disgruntled spice miners and um I, I like that there was. They at least acknowledged that the other, uh, m- some of the stuff from the other movies, where the Jedi have the ability to sort of see the future, and they ask Yoda, like, "Hey, is it really going to come to war?" And Yoda's like, "I don't know, man. Uh, dark side's totally clouding us because it's important to know that uh, they can't see the future in this movie, or it would be really um, kind of a bummer for the terrible plot. Like they would just be able to see right through it." Yeah. Well. It's a good thing they also bring this up a couple other times in the film, but uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, so they decide on having Obi-Wan and Anakin show up. They take the world's worst elevator ride up with uncom- uh, really uncomfortable banter between the two of them. Uh, Jar Jar Binks is there to greet them at the top of the elevator, and he shuffles on over with his, his big robes. Um, because remember, cloth simulation had come a long way at this time so it was really important to put cloth on everything (laughs) sure sure yeah Yeah. um no really i i I honestly think that's why they put cloth on everything um so he gets to the elevator and uh stares around at the ceiling and off to the side and to the ceiling some more and then the doors open it's like 
great. You you didn't know where you were looking? I don't understand that. But uh, then Annie, Annie, Obi, Obi, so excited. Whatever. Um, he's 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 dreadful, and we're mm-hmm. immediately thrown back uh, to all of the things we didn't like about Episode One with Jar Jar because he's terrible. I mean, uh, there's a little less of him in this movie, but uh, oh, he, he is just he, as stupid. I th- I think George Lucas got the memo um because he's he's not in very many scenes at all uh and uh so they have their have their their little thing uh which is really awkward with a lot of awkward talk and <laughs> like grown oh. more beautiful and oh god uh, you'll always be that little boy i knew on tatooine because it's like oh she's trying to shut you down anakin and that's that's awkward yeah um, it's okay. He just has five thousand other skin crawling things to say, uh, so <laughs> it's 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 fine. He'll come up with something. We're gonna protect you. No, mm-hmm. I promise you. We will find out who's trying to kill you. And Obi Wan is like, hey, uh, no, our job is to protect her, not like investigate. He's like, why? I wanna. I'm totally gonna like find your killer, uh, Padme, and then you'll totally love me after that. I hate. Yeah. I just. I don't understand. He talk he talks back to Obi-Wan like he is just like the worst most poorly raised child ever. I I am surprised Obi-Wan didn't like backhand him in the face and say don't talk to me like that in front of guests like this. That's not appropriate, Dan. But I am surprised that <laughs> It's not he, appropriate for him to talk back like that. Well, no, I, mean, I am surprised though that he somehow managed to raise Anakin in this manner. Like maybe maybe this is all really Obi-Wan's fault because he just didn't like educate him and keep him around like people. Um, <laughs> he seems like he hasn't socialized with anyone ever in his life. <laughs> Uh, he was he was better socialized when he was working at the auto parts place. Yeah, when all he had to talk to were uh, droids and Watu. Uh, hopefully, he's in the movie. Uh, and so they 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 have their weird scene here, and it's like, okay, well, it's settled. We'll just watch over you and stuff, and protect you and things. And uh, then we cut away to bounty hunter stuff in front of a neon sign that's you know from a computer, uh, and. Uh, there's, you know, a handoff of things for stuff and it's a tube and they're poisonous. So be careful. Uh, and worms and stuff. Yeah. Worms and stuff. And so back over at the apartment, it's all like, oh yeah. So it downstairs is so heavily guarded. Most likely won't be coming from downstairs and most likely be something up here. So, uh, you know, keep, keep your force senses attuned to whatever. And, uh, <laughs> Same, same bat channel, same bat time. But uh, so the, the don't worry, man. I can sense everything that's going on in that room. He says in a totally not creepy way. Super creepy. And then there's the whole <laughs> thing about like, oh, she turned off the cameras. She didn't like me watching her. And it's just yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> and I think it was right before that. I think it might have been at the tail end of the other scene. But we got our first, uh, first not super subtle hint that Anakin's not really gonna work out super well. Where you know, Padme leaves and he goes, she didn't even remember me. She forgot all about me. And I think about her every day. And Obi-Wan's like, you're focusing on the negative things. Don't do that. Remember your training. It's like, here we go. Uh, you know, letting, letting your, your emotions and your anger control you. And this is, this is the downward spiral to becoming a big plastic clad dude with black helmet on. So I don't get why no one saw this coming. Because he's... <laughs> it seems like everyone saw it coming all the time. He's just such a brat. And and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, 
Darth Vader never really came across as a brat, um, but apparently that seems to be the only defining evil characteristic of, of Anakin, uh, is that, that he's just he's just not nice. Um, he's just a little bit of a jerk, and I mean, uh, we, he's a total at creeper. Least, at least they gave us the scene where Obi-Wan went to Yoda and... Who else? Uh, Windu was there, and he's like, "Hey, he's not ready. He's super. Uh, un- what, what? I can't even remember what he he said. He calls him arrogant. Like, sure, arrogant is one way to describe this whiny, obnoxious kid. But let, sure, we'll go with arrogant. I would have said totes ock. Yeah, <laughs> and then Yoda's basically like, "Don't worry, we're confident in our decision." It's like, really, really. You don't want to think about that for a little bit longer. I, yeah, sure. I mean. It all works out so well. I mean, you know, keep an eye on him, though, because prophecy says he's going to bring balance to the force. we got to bring that balance to the force line back into this movie again. Well, and again, it makes no sense, because as we discussed <laughs> in the previous episode, right. there's so many good Jedi. So what is balance, exactly? <laughs> uh, all, all of them dying. Yes. That was a good idea. I don't know why that didn't occur to them before. If, I mean, some of them died. Or, 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 or maybe it meant that there would be a huge legion of evil people that would spring up to, to equal a number with the number of Jedi. Um, I, either of those situations, not great. So I don't know what they were looking for balance for, necessarily. I don't, I don't understand what the, the ideal state uh, of that balance would be, exactly, since that seems like it would just be bad things. But, uh, yeah, maybe, sure. Maybe uh, balance had a different meaning uh, in this universe. Ba- ba- balance meant total domination or something like i have no idea what that means like what what uh, what else could it possibly mean like all they know for sure is that there was at least one other sith dude out there somewhere and definitely not count dooku because he was a former jedi and nothing nothing he would never do anything bad <laughs> there's um, no way he would take his jedi skills and turn that into something bad no because he's it's his jedi training it's not in his nature and things so, so can, we, can we talk about dooku for a minute um mm-hmm. You when, mean the when, character that's not introduced to, like, the last half hour of the film? Sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, more than that, like, when we meet him, when he's walking in circles around Obi-Wan, who's in his little uh, space handcuffs hovering in the middle of the room, uh, he basically says... Uh, it's pretty kinky, actually. <laughs> I guess. It's kind of funny, because he's just, like, slowly spinning clockwise, and he's walking around in the other direction, and... Anyway, it would make him dizzy. But um, he basically says that... Uh, th- doesn't he basically say Sidious uh, is in control of the Senate and uh, we're going to fight the Senate because uh, that's bad and join me and we can wipe out the Sith? Yes. Uh, which, I mean, I guess is both true and a lie because yes. that's true and also he's not going to do that? Yes. So what what is he actually going to do? Uh, he's, he, his interests are in, uh, starting a war. So, uh, just basically that, just so discord and distrust and bad things. He wants to start a war so that the, uh, the separatists can, um, get more people being separatists with them. No, he, he doesn't. See, this is the weird thing. <laughs> Palpatine's plan is really complicated because he purposefully wants these uh, disenfranchised groups that he think that he thinks would be trouble uh, for him to go to war with uh, the Republic to reduce the total number of people who have any sort of like army or control or anything, and so that increases his own personal dominance. He gets more power because he gets uh, like martial laws and crap. 
Um, he, gets, he wants everybody to kill everybody, and at the same time, he gets his extra extra superpowers in the Senate. Yes, and then that eventually leads to his total domination of everything. But in order for that to happen, he has to have all of this other stuff go correctly, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is really tough. But I mean, it works like somehow. <laughs> but and again, uh, uh, yeah. getting back to Galactic Senate rules, um, apparently, all it takes for him to get his uh, emergency extra powers is for somebody to say the words urgent um, urgent emergency extra powers or whatever yeah you gotta say three times fast dan yeah uh, i can't do that apparently um <laughs> but uh of y- course y- you are dan mccoy <laughs> of course they just super easily uh just like convince jar jar into doing it because because you know, jar jar is Jar Jar... He's a moron. Why, why is he holding office? <laughs> I mean, they're basically thinking out loud, like, well, if we needed to have the army, the only way we could do that is if I had all the power, because, you know, bureaucracy and whatnot, blah, blah. Sure is a shame that Padme is not here. She would do this for us because she's a visionary, and then they just look over at Jar Jar, who feel, feels bad about himself because he's stupid. Um, and then he's like, well, I guess I should do that because they said that's what Padme would do. It's like, don't, like make a phone call to your uh yeah. y- your cabinet or anything just you know go go with this thing that you heard um other people say in the room yeah uh especially since uh padme was steadfast against the uh the whole military thing to begin with um that was the whole reason why she came to the capital yeah uh, she, she, she commented on it several times she won't get out of course action that leads them to war yes and then jar jar's like well they said she would totally do this so <laughs> so <laughs> i guess war's what it is yeah, it's all jar jar's fault i i need to go uh i need to leave now and uh start preparing my speech because i need to make sure i have these very eloquent words written down so it sounds like this was my idea when i get out of my 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 hovery senate car yeah um man how embarrassing would that be if you're in the middle of your speech and you had to charge your senate car <laughs> like what do they, what do you think those things run on? You can't just mm. float forever. I don't know. What if one of their batteries died or something? That'd be embarrassing. What just a mess. Uh, yeah, I would hate to see what chaos looks like inside the Senate. Well. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I at least remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing that they did that. Um so uh but this doesn't make any sense. I don't know why he has an office and why he gets to vote on these things and why anyone would listen to him. And he's he destroys everything. Uh, now, I don't subscribe to the notion that he is Darth Jar Jar, uh, as, as some people maybe occasionally make references to sometimes based on some wackadoodle uh, Reddit thing. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, join it into that whole thing. It's, oh, good. Now they're, now they're cheering in the chat room. Just, I, just I, sh- know, I shouldn't have just, said it. I shouldn't just, have said it. No, you shouldn't have said it. <laughs> just know people in the chat room, you are wrong and you are dumb and this is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Jar Jar is a moron. Yeah. You take that, our fans. Um, so. <laughs> our diehard fans who are willing to be here with us. In the chat room this late at night. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Take yeah, we'll, we'll show them. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> moving on. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but Jar Jar does essentially ca- cause a lot of ruin through his actions here. Um, and and uh, it's more troubling that 
through the course of this film, no one really objects to there being a clone army. <laughs> so that's the other thing. <laughs> there's, um, first of all, there's a planet that's missing from the uh, the Jedi archives, which apparently um, was only able to have been deleted by a Jedi. Are we supposed to believe that that was Dooku, like, forever ago? Well, no. I mean, it could have been the other guy and then killed or something, or it could be Sidious posing as the other guy, or it could have been... I don't know. I mean, the people on Camino just seem really amped to make clones, so I have no (laughs) idea. Maybe a dog told them. It seems to be what they do for a living, but... uh, Well, they're they're cloners, don't you know? I Um, suppose maybe... uh, Yeah, I guess maybe it could have been... Cloners? Hold on, I gotta say cloners again. Did you hear me the first time when I said cloners? Cloners. I gotta gotta say cloners. Cloners. Cloners? Um, I I suppose maybe uh, Master... What was his name? Master San Simeon or something? Uh, Uh, No, Sifidius, which is really, really close to (laughs) Sidious. So, I don't know why... I had to to hear it a couple times before I was like, wait, 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 who? Yeah, yeah. Give him the weird name that's really complicated to say. All the other people you give, like, bozo names to, like Tyrannus or whatever. It's just like, but this guy needs to have Sifidius. (laughs) Sure. Sifidius. So maybe it was him, because uh, he apparently, 10 years ago, at least 10 years ago, because he died 10 years ago, he, he, ordered, a, he ordered a clone army. Uh, I guess he left it on layaway or whatever, because it took a little while to, 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 you know, to get together. Well, clones just, they don't just grow on trees, you know. Well, you know, they, they grow uh, in factories with uh, mm-hmm. accelerated growth hormones and stuff. Yeah, in little plastic bubbles that spin on giant discs in the air. Uh, and they have little classrooms, um, and they have little marching areas where they can stomp around, and they have uh, training classes and uh, <laughs> ships and stuff. But don't feel bad about them, because we genetically modified them to be uh, less independent, so they, they, they really follow orders and stuff. Yeah, there's no questionable ethics here. No, uh, so um, carrying on from uh, episode one, and uh, with regard to uh, addressing slavery... Yes. Um, we're just going to say, like, no, these aren't, like, I mean, they're they're clones of people, but they're not, like, real people. They're, like, modified people that don't have, like, all the parts of their brains and stuff. So it's totally cool that we just use them however we see fit. Yeah, because remember, slavery is not legal in the Republic. But making a huge army of clones, uh, and not, even, not, not even making it, just happening upon it, like, tripping over like a rock or something going oh hey there's clones under here like that is totally legal (laughs) but like there are zero questions raised about this it's just like oh this this jedi master ordered him oh well guess we got him now um and they will do our bidding uh and we're all comfortable with that especially us jedi we're super comfortable with that um so we're gonna be in charge of them now uh because that's how we roll as jedi is that we just uh dominate other people so not not uh again not being super great, these Jedi. They're, they're not being uh, not being the, the leaders and the nice people that we were led to believe that they should be. Uh-huh. So, um, out of sheer chance, uh, Obi-Wan ends up on this planet because no, that's where... not well, chance. The, 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 dart, the dart that the fat guy at the diner looked at and said it's probably on this planet way out in the outer rim. Beyond uh, then, the Rishi maze. Yeah. I just love that he goes to like an airstream diner. It's not it's not it's not an airstream diner, but it is a fifties diner and it yeah. has a waitress droid who speaks with the uh the diner slang um and some what I guess New Jersey ish accent or something. 
mm-hmm. or something. Like, I, I don't know exactly what that is, but that is just like diner waitress accent. Um, yeah, you want some, uh, what you say, Java juice doll? Oh, yeah. And then he orders it. And I'm like, what What the F is it? Like, what, what, is, not, is, it, is it the thing that Jawas drink a lot or is it made out of Jawas? I don't know. Maybe there's a cartoon Jawa on the side of it, like like Tahitian Punch or something like that. <laughs> oh, and there's Hawaiian Punch I'm thinking of. Tahitian Punch just at the palm trees. Um, uh, I don't think I'm in, familiar with in Tahitian In either punch. event, those were not good things. They were just like some sort of very vaguely fruit-aligned sugar water. Um, but the uh, uh, back to this diner, um, why? Why are there neon lights in the window? Why is there this grubby <laughs> alien guy pulling up his pants over his butt crack? It's an old pal, you know. He's got uh, he's got the equivalent of police informants because uh, he's a Jedi and you know stuff like that. Uh, he's got friends from back in the day, uh, and this guy used to probably deal in some shady biz before he went into witness protection and opened a diner. This uh, this is tonally incorrect for this entire film. So much of this movie is tonally incorrect. Yeah, uh, but th- this especially is it's. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't understand. Like, it, it, like we were talking about George's weird sense of humor when we were discussing the first episode, all the farting and the poo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you know some of that's back. Uh, but the th- this is just like what what. Like you just you're just like it wouldn't it be funny if it was a fifties diner and then no one said maybe not George. Everyone was just like yep, yes let's do that. No questions. Let's just this plow ahead. Everything you're saying will be great. I'm going to spend a lot of money on this, too. Yeah. I mean, this scene, aside from, you know, all the things that you just said, this is when I, I mean, again, this is still very early in the movie, where I I just, I came to the complete realization that George was just, he he was in the weeds making this movie. Because, you know. He was in some kind of weed. We're we're in the diner, and they're they're having their conversation about whatever it is with this dart, and, and the camera is still like panning around to watch the the waitress robot go back and forth and grab drinks, so we can see all this crazy stuff going on in this crazy diner. And it's like, what is this scene about? Is this scene about like silliness happening in in, the, in this look at this crazy diner, or is this scene about these two people having this conversation at the table? Stay on the table. What are you doing, panning away to all of this stupid crap? And you're just clearly lost in this weird universe that you created for yourself you have no idea how to tell a story anymore no he gets lost so often in 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 just wanting to explore every little idea he has in the world building aspect of this and it does it definitely ruins well it it does the story a disservice every time he pulls away to do that not that the story is great but it distracts you from what little there is going on um and I think that's also the case when we have the car chase, which is also, it, it just goes on forever. And it's also tonally inconsistent and doesn't really seem motivated by much. Um, and it, it culminates in that, that weird bar scene um, where, where you know, they're chasing down the perp. And it's like, what what is, what is, what is this exactly? I thought this was Attack of the Clones. Like, what, what, is, what is happening? Is this... Is this Star Wars still? He, he wanted a he wanted a cool Mos Eisley scene, so he yeah. he wrote a cool Mos Eisley scene where he slices the hand off a thing, and then they drag it outside. Uh, you know, because he, he is really comfortable maiming people. Well, I mean, they had to take it outside so he could be sniped with a dart from far away. Which, if they would have just like stayed in the bar and questioned uh, the assassin, they would have been fine. Like they would have got all the information they needed. Yeah, which also again raises the question of how 
carefully orchestrated this plan was. I don't know if there was like a fallback <laughs> Camino clue to leave if this didn't work, but basically the plan was to somehow have this assass- assassination attempt fail, not succeed, um, and then have that tracked back to a place where Django Fett could dart this person with a special dart that would tip them off to where they need to go. That seems so peculiar to me. Yeah, and I have so much to say on that. But like, yeah. in terms of the filmmaking thing, I wanted to make note of just in terms of George losing his way, the very first thing I wrote, the very first line of dialogue in this movie is an unnecessary cutaway inside the spaceship. As they're coming down to uh, Coruscant, we cut inside and some dude walks up to uh, the, the senator and goes, we're almost to Coruscant. And then we cut back to the ship flying and then they land. It's like, we know where you're going. Like, we don't, we well, don't that, need that there. Why is that there? That's to let us know that she is on board the ship. She isn't, but that is why it's there. It's it's like he either doesn't trust us or doesn't trust himself to the to, to make sure things are like clear. Like we we can tell by looking at things with our eyeballs that uh what's going on here. But no, we have to we have to say it in an additional cutaway. And that's just it's it's just bad directing and bad filmmaking. Like there's no reason it needs to be there. I mean, that's not, I can excuse that as like, you want to make sure that we know that that is her ship. Cause we've never seen that particular ship. We've seen that kind of chromey <laughs> ship before. I mean, um, but it's, this is right after the crawl where we just found out that she's going to Coruscant. Yeah. yeah. This I mean, dip. We, we can infer that it is her, but you know, you, you just want to make sure that there's no doubt in your mind, except that you don't see her face. Um, <laughs> so so they're still down in our mind. Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, but uh, okay. So um, tracking them back to uh, Camino, and then uh, Camino's where the clones are, right? Yes, but first you have to consult all of the children because um, the younglings will know. <laughs> you know, and you know we're really, really cute though. They're all doing the thing with the helmet cover in the eyes, and they all got a little floaty sphere, like a little tiny lightsaber. It's like shorter than a real lightsaber. Hey, remember Star Wars, the real one? You liked that, didn't you? <laughs> remember um, the time he was training with like some ad hoc gear that they found on the Millennium Falcon? Let's have everyone do that. Let's make that part of the Jedi training. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a different helmet. Um, but same principle. Uh, and I don't know why Yoda is specifically teaching this class. Maybe he just like does this once a year or something. But it seems strange that he doesn't have better things to do when there's a risk of a war and everything. Uh, and, uh, but, but this is a great time to, you know, gather around the map reader, um, which also raises some questions about holograms in Star Wars where uh, <laughs> everything else flickers and has giant lines crawling through it, but not the maps. Well, this one's generated by uh, a big marble uh, that he sets on a thing in the middle of the room. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't even get any advice from them. He just goes, like, well, there's a big gravity center right here in the map, but I can't see anything. And the kid's like, I probably erased it. And Yoda's like, huh? They must have deleted it from the archives. Simplest answer is probably the right one. Why don't you go to the gravity spot and see if there's anything making gravity there? He's like, well, I guess I could do that. I just, you know. Didn't really feel like using my own brain right now, so I guess I'll just go with that. Now that all of these children have guilted me into doing this, uh, I'm going to go take my my funky little ship over there. (laughs) He should have been, you know what, like, so embarrassed that that kid showed him up in front of all these people that he busts out his lights. No, wait, that's the next one too, isn't it? Yeah. (sighs) 
Um, so yeah, okay. So he goes to Camino um, uh, because he's looking for the dart or whatever. But th- this is where he meets Jingo Fett, right? Yeah. Um, except first he meets our long-necked Camino friends who talk very slowly. Yes, the 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 Mission to Mars aliens or whatever they are. And we walk through white, soft, fuzzy corridors that make everything feel like they're floating. Um, mm-hmm. And a all, weird all the great light wrap triple split door thing that spirals open. Um, and there's no shadows and stuff, and it's just like why, uh, why? It, it's like he just fell into a video game. And then we're just with him for like half an hour in a video game. Uh, it, everything feels so distant from reality that there's nothing to ground it. Uh, I think that this was a, an error. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> build, build some sets, please. I mean, I can understand having digital characters that can do things and say things in ways and act and behave in ways that people in makeup just can't possibly do. For example, uh, the Trade Federation guys with their weird fish lips that we were criticizing last week, like, at least they're not puppet things, but they're surrounded by giant white glowy rooms um, and have no shadows or anything to interact with, really, and they just sort of walk around in a white void it's like you fell into johnny ives uh undersea base i i don't understand uh I, you know the inside of uh spaceships and stuff and star trek is supposed to be bright white this isn't because it was in the is in that first one, or star wars it was yeah <laughs> it, was, thank it, you, it was in that it was in that first one we've only been watching what how many of these yeah uh you know this is the fifth uh, one it's all the same. You were, you were taking too long. Um, so, yeah, it, it, no, I, I think he wanted that sort of, you know, very clean, white, modern look to it. Um, Which but, is really a, a weird choice for, like, this, like, outer limits kind of, like, renegade planet. I don't, I don't care. Um, but it, it's just that it made it really hard to integrate these characters with that environment and with our actor. Because um, our actor is also cut out against all of this as well. So he is surrounded by light wrap all over, um, and he's just soft, uh, and and there's no contrast, and it's it's very strange. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Uh, and so they they he gets the grand tour because they're like, okay, so you say you're a Jedi, that's probably good. We've been waiting for one of them to show up. <laughs> you're finally here to pick up your order. I mean, yeah. we've been babysitting these guys for a really long time. They're totally ready to go. We are about to here. restock them. Um, <laughs> There's a 15% restocking fee, too, so you really don't want that. No. Uh, so, but, but it's one of those things where it's just like, they don't, like, card him or anything. <laughs> I mean, when, he's, when, he's got the robes and the braid and stuff. And, well, it's so hard to come by. Um, and <laughs> but, but it's also so strange when... When uh, he he when he's totally surprised by the whole story that they have about how the order was placed, which they relate to him, and <laughs> he's then like, who did you say ordered this? That guy is dead. <laughs> and then then the guy is like, "Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that." And it's just like, "Well, moving on. Let's go show you our clone army." And it's just like, "Yeah, he totally pretends like, oh yeah, no, we still t- I still totally knew that we were doing this. So yeah, please give please take me to my clones." 
Yes, I'm very interested in seeing them now. Nothing suspicious has happened. Um, this is so weird. I don't understand. Because how does he, does he just like get the authorization for this? Somehow they just like, yeah, okay, well, you're here. So they're yours now. Uh, where do you want them? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's very peculiar. Uh, and he sees them like drilling and touring and walking around and all that. And they explain the... Uh, they're all clones based on this one template of a bounty hunter, but modified, and he requested a unmodified uh, version for himself. Um, so he has his own, like, kid him, um, his mini-me, if you will. Uh, and, uh, you know, he it, Obi-Wan's like, you know, I should probably go meet that guy. And they're like, sure, why not? And they take him over to his quarters, and they open the door, and he looks inside, and he's like, oh, look suspicious and incriminating attire is in the corner uh and you're giving me dirty looks so and, uh the, the kid uh the, the little boba fett is uh probably contending with hayden uh for for worst actor in this movie he's 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 not in much of it though so <laughs> no he's not let's let's Which, I guess is, uh that's that's really that's high praise right there he, um, he just says stuff like shoot him dad shoot him and it's just like okay fine he, just like he's always make an angry face yeah well i mean you know like father like son um and so anyway they have this thing with the stuff where they're like yeah so hi sup buddy nothing suspicious yes <laughs> no, nothing not suspicious that. either he's like uh so you uh ever been to coruscant he's like maybe <laughs> like, been there been there recently maybe <laughs> why are you admitting that he's basically asking you if you're the assassin who just tried to kill padme and you're saying yes you, you're not even a good enough bounty hunter to lie to him well i think the jig is up when he sees the exact same helmet and everything as the person who was wearing it over in the corner uh just to really drive that point home um but then for some reason um he walks back over to his ship to do a long-range phone call uh back across the entire galaxy Ugh. To, to talk to yoda and mace windu uh and it's all like oh hey so uh yeah um i got all the stuff so there's this army now and we have it and things and that guy is dead right <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. You guys authorize this? No, the Jedi Council did not authorize this. Thanks, Sam Jackson, for that line delivery. Uh, and then, uh, well, you should totally secure that bounty hunter and take him back because he doesn't have any rights or anything. Just, I mean, he's a clone. He'll know what happened. Chain or him up. Well, he he he's not a clone. Uh, oh, right, right. The, the clones are based on him. Uh, you can't yeah. make a copy of a copy. It's a multiplicity. Because <laughs> then you end up with Michael Keaton wearing like a shoe on his head or whatever it was. Ah, uh, that movie is not good. Um, I, haven't, but, I haven't seen it in a really long time. Yeah, well, just watch the trailer and it'll just reconfirm how not good that is. But they <laughs> they, they do this whole thing uh, where, where it's just like, well, that was a nice long phone call. Fortunately, it gave the bad guy enough time to make his, start making his escape uh, to his ship and get all suited up with weapons and everything. Uh, and he goes back on to the he goes on to the other landing platform, and there's immediately the dad get on the ship, and there's the lightsaber and the firing and stuff, and then there's I, I, missiles I, I, and I don't understand this at all. 
Uh, he opens the door. He sees the guy he's been looking for standing there. First reaction, bust out the lightsaber. Like, I know he's supposed to, like, bring him back and stuff. And he's probably assuming that it's going to be difficult. But maybe walk over to the guy and be like, hey, man, you got to come with me. Don't go, like, immediately. We're, we're, we're fighting now. Like, why, why are you fighting? You, you have... <sighs> It's just it's just another reason for lightsabers and fighting and stuff. But there's no mm-hmm. reason that like the door should have been kicked open with the lightsaber open. He, that's not. It doesn't. The Jedi way is to obviously stumble into first, everything. Slice first, questions w- later, and attack. I mean, that's basically what they do the whole movie. Um, uh, and so they maybe balancing the forces that everyone slows the roll. Um, so he goes out. <laughs> he goes out to the, the thing. Force would really benefit. From some sort of just like chill dude who could talk his way into anything. Just like uh, the Big Lebowski should be uh, a Jedi. He he could probably just talk his way into and out of a lot of situations without his lightsaber. That would have been magical, but it didn't happen. He's already got the robe. Yes, it's slightly different, Um, but sure. Uh, And so they they fight, uh, and then they have things happen. Uh, One of the things that I find absolutely entertaining, though, is the reuse of the sort of explosion fall backwards thing <laughs> twice twice he has something fired at him it explodes in front of him and he falls backwards and it's like it was why why did that happen especially with the lasers the lasers apparently shoot the ground underneath his feet and uh he explodes backwards in the same exact way as the other explosive device um the uh, it's it's just peculiar and it goes on forever and there's all that water uh just just a mess just yeah a mess. It's, like, it's like that planet from interstellar where everything's just a, a hurricane all the time yeah only water might not look as nice hmm. now no speaking of water also yeah. uh, i i loved when obi-wan first landed and he opened his little car and he got out and he walked like three steps before he put his hood on to cover his, his head from the water like you were just in the car. Put your hood on before you get out of the car. Have you never seen rain before? Do you not know how this works? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't rain a lot in Coruscant. But, like, he puts his hood on because he doesn't want his head to get wet. But he does it after he gets out. Yeah, well, is... maybe there's not enough maneuvering room for his hood. It's it's a piece of cloth that goes on his head. I don't know. I don't care. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> uh, they blast off out of there, and he sticks the tracking thing on. Um and then Which he, he should have just done that in the first place. Like, throw the tracking thing on and let him fly away. Like, why you got to fight? Because he's not very good at being stealthy. Uh, they they have him go back to his <laughs> ship. He takes off to follow them. And, and there's the part, you forget the part. Like, once he swings down and he escapes, or you know, with the little the little rope, and he, he he goes in that other part of the building. He uses the force to open a door. Um, yeah, because uh, he was in such a hurry that he didn't want to push the button. Um, even though, like, he wasn't, like, walking. He just used the force to open the door. Are you sure he used the force and he wasn't just doing that automatic door trick that everybody does when they walk <laughs> yeah, up to the... Maybe. Maybe he was <laughs> just doing that thing where you, you, you vigorously wave an arm and it... Uh... He's like, look, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> um, but, but, but he tracks them over to Genosis. Um, except we don't know it's that yet. We just, we just know it's a red thing with some asteroids. Uh, floating in a rock belt thing. Oh yeah, it. remember how uh, when we watched that other movie, uh, you you were sad when I pointed out that I'll lose him in the asteroid field is a trope. I didn't say it was sad. 
<laughs> you were annoyed that I said it's a stupid thing that they do in space movies. Well, I mean, yes. But, I mean, this isn't... It's mostly because that's not really, like, how asteroid fields work, but whatever. <laughs> uh, this this one is especially annoying because it's the seismic charges, um, mm. which don't make any sense because they're in space. And uh, just everyone just look around for how that would work in a vacuum. Uh, so they blow these up and uh, they make loud noises in space. And the loud noise breaks all the rocks uh, in space. And they crumble and tumble and stuff and it's neat. And isn't that amazing? And Ben Burt uh, apparently like lobbied really hard to have this just be sound stuff and no score until they get to the torpedo later because he wanted to show off doing all of his fancy sound work. Uh, so that's why you hear fancy sound work and no music. Uh, and they fly through the asteroids and stuff and loop around and things. And, dad, get him, get him, dad. And, and all that's happening. Um, <laughs> that kid, he, he's the kind of kid that would just sit outside with a magnifying glass burning ants. Uh, well, they, well, he can't do that because of the Genotians. They would not react kindly to that. Um, but the, 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 they finally get through, they fire the torpedo and the stuff blows up. And, oh, he got him, except he's hiding on the back of an asteroid. I re- remember that one time mm-hmm. in that other movie where, yeah. like, there was some trash debris that confused some things, and then they, like, hid on the back of a thing. Mm-hmm. Should do that again. Yes. Well, George's reasoning, apparently, was that he wanted it to sort of explain why Boba Fett knew to look through the stuff for something that had clamped onto a thing. N- no. Yeah. No. That was apparently like how he wanted to tie it together. D- he he actually said that somewhere? Uh, I can't remember if it was a director's commentary thing or if it was in an interview. But yes. F*** you. <laughs> you have to do a really long bleep. That's, uh, that's, I, uh, this one time, this one guy tricked me by hiding on the back of an asteroid, so that's how I'm going to retcon... Oh, God, that is terrible. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that fun? Retroactive continuity. Um, and so that's neat. And not. And uh, then Boba Fett goes down to their secret landing site, just beyond all the glowing giant ships. Good uh, <laughs> disappears into that spiral rock door, um, which I, I find entertaining because it's like, why is that a secret landing platform? Like, everyone can literally see what's happening right now. There are giant white <laughs> domes, like, populating the, the landscape. Uh, and of course, Obi-Wan go- Kenobi goes down and sees all that and is like, hey, there's a lot of Trade Federation ships here. Seems suspicious. Seems really suspicious. And he gets down there uh, and uh, goes and pokes around a little bit uh, and uh, uncovers a meeting in which, uh, in very <laughs> very normal Star Wars fashion, people are sitting around talking. <laughs> Star, Star Trek gets a lot of crap for people sitting around and talking and nothing happening. But you know what this movie has lots of? <laughs> people <laughs> sitting around and talking. Well, he does He does at least witness a little bit of uh, some people walking and talking, too, when he's hiding mm-hmm. behind that rock and he mm-hmm. sees uh, Dooku and uh, the, the Viceroy walking around. And, uh, yes. You know, again, for is this another, it's another PG movie? PG movie. Um, you know, is, is the senator dead yet? Like, ah, oh, I won't rest until her head is on my desk or something like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, easy there, fish face. Like, 
Let's... What's especially frustrating about that is the earlier scene back on Naboo where the guy who was all like, communications disruption can only mean one thing, invasion. That guy's back again. He's <laughs> being a party pooper again, too. Yeah. He's Saying such some a additionally ridiculous crap. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's technically correct. It's just that he's, he's just such a grump and it's unmotivated. Uh, but... Uh, he, he, you know, he's all like, oh, the, the Senate's not really working because Nuke Gunray has been brought up on charges and he's gotten away with it this whole time. And he's still president of the Federation, Trade Federation. And it's just like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> how was, how was, how was, how, what? <laughs> like, he was, he's, he's part of another government that is part of the Republic who was brought in and tried and released and is still the president of a body inside of the Republic. Like as much as political as George Lucas wants to get and, and have this be his movie about politics and corruption. He's so bad at it because none of this makes any sense at <laughs> well, all. No matter how not... corrupt you are, man, uh, you, you, it's, it's hard to get people out of their seats in the Senate. Yeah. I just, ugh, doesn't make any yeah. sense. Doesn't make no. any sense. None of this makes any sense. It's I mean, been... maybe uh, maybe they just got a really strong union. Uh, do senators get to join like a senators union? That's that's not how unions work, Dan. Hmm. Don't don't go all Lucas on me. Um, so the... <laughs> you can tell I I have no idea how unions work because uh, yeah, there isn't one for us. Yes. Well, I mean, technically, in a sense, there sort of is, but let's not get into that. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a fascinating topic. Um, and, uh, and only we should, to we, should beca- we should become separatists and make the other unions fight against us, although we should still be in those unions at the same time, like in this movie. I'm uh, also not sure that's going to work. Um, but the, <laughs> the, the thing that happens with the stuff is annoying because he goes back to his ship to get R4 to relay all of this information. Um, and he's all like, oh, R4, let me talk to you, because I have no one else to talk to <laughs> to explain any of the things that I just saw, and I need some <laughs> exposition to happen. And remember that part where we talked about how, like, we don't think they can understand what the uh, the droids are saying? It sure seems a lot like uh, he can tell what uh, R4 is saying back to him. What's, what's that, Lassie? <laughs> <laughs> and Genosian fell down a well. Um, no, but uh, so he he's all like talking to r4 about how they need to get in touch and it's like oh i can't i can't reach them back at coruscant i was out beyond the galaxy before but now i can't reach them the course what well, i don't know maybe maybe there's like some line of sight lead planet or something but there's there's some disruption <laughs> and he's like i need anakin to relay, th- relay this for me from naboo oh he's not at naboo where could anakin have gone this is so weird widen the broadcast again something else you don't really want to do when you're being stealthy is just broadcast on a wide spectrum thing like oh hey everyone what's up some secrets let's let's go over them in detail uh one one assumes that the encryption is so heavy that this is not a problem but well uh, no it's not because you can clearly tell they totally intercepted his transmission because like halfway through it he has to fight one of those rolly robots uh, it's so dumb well i think that's because one of the uh the termite aliens saw them doing that from up on the ledge thing mm. it doesn't matter um because they they go and they fight and they do stuff uh and um uh, he gets taken away and this is broadcast and Anakin and Padme see it on their hologram and Mace Windu and uh, Yoda see it on their hologram. Thank God. 
we've got holograms and everybody can watch things. Um, especially us, cause we get to see it happen multiple times and the reactions, you know, cause they, we need to see that they don't like the, the thing that has happened because that would be bad if they liked it. So it's good that we can see that they didn't, uh, ta-da. We skipped a couple yeah. of the things, but I think we can cover them real quick. Um, oh, you're were, talking about all the Anakin and Padme shenanigans? Yeah, there's the part where... I was kind of uh, hoping we could just sum that up real fast. Yeah, there's the part where um, a party pooper, uh, queen helper guy goes like, what do you think, Mr. Jedi? Where should we do this? And she's like, oh, he's not a Jedi. And he's like, hang on, I'm totally a Jedi. Uh, I'm totally going to be rude and interrupt you, even though I claim to love you. And she's like, hey, I I live on this planet. Maybe you should take my advice. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's totally, that's totally a good idea. So I was just a jerk for no reason. And then, uh, and then they go to Lake Como, um, and he talks (laughs) about sand and then touches her weird. And she's like, please don't do that. That makes me uncomfortable. And then, uh, then they have like three more conversations where she's like, you got to not do that. Um, cause, you know, uh, it's weird, and but you know, e- even if we did fall in love, uh, it could never work out because I'm a professional senator and you're a professional Jedi, and I wouldn't want you to give up your Jedi stuff to come like hang out with me. But he could do uh, that neat pear trick. <laughs> he could, he could, he could force float a pear and then cut it and then force float it back to her. Force like, floating did- a pear sounds like a really dangerous <laughs> maneuver. <laughs> I mean, he could have cut it with the lightsaber to be all the more impressive. Uh, oh dear. And then uh, he's like, yeah, oh, like Obi- three quarters be- of a pair. <laughs> Everyone would be so mad if he saw me force floating a pair. Why? Because you're showing off or something. Um, and then, uh, you know, they, they agree that they can't fall in love because it would be too hard on their careers. They're both career driven people. And then the ladies are like, no, but I totally love you and stuff. Like you, you hurt my soul or something and I would do anything for you. And it's just the worst, the worst dialogue ever. Um, it, it's, uh, it's eight-year-olds writing romance for 14-year-olds. Title. Uh, this is horrible. Horrible writing. Everything about it is terrible. Except all of Padme's uh, revulsion is... <laughs> That's believable. Yeah, I mean, and Natalie Portman really can't... This, this is the, what she sells the best in the whole film, <laughs> is her revulsion. To being Sand is so coarse. Everything here is so soft and smooth. Grazes her back. Ugh! Can you not? That's like the creepiest thing. I, he's such a creeper. Like everything about it. Like there is no. There is no. Uh, the, the part that I find the most unbelievable about all of this is like right when they're in that 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 chariot getting ready to go out, and then she's like, oh, "I love you," and we. We, we don't have much left, you know, time left, and I've always loved you, and we need to talk about this. And he's just like, wait a minute, whoa, T- time out. You were completely, totally sane up until this point in the movie, and then something went awry. What it was It was all a ruse because <laughs> she was just trying to be strong and uh, say that we can't be together because we're on different paths and stuff. Um, you know, you're from Tatooine, I'm from Naboo, it'll never work out. Like, our families, it just, you know, it's not a thing. The Jets and uh, the Sharks. <laughs> no. Uh, so, but yeah, and then at this point, she, like, flips the switch, and like, yeah, we're gonna die, so I should probably tell you that I loved you the whole time. Um, and then they, like, awkwardly sidekiss, because they can't apparently totally turn to face each other, even though they totally can, because they're just standing there. Uh, they just don't. Makes me furious. I hate yeah. that scene. And then that leads into the uh, the Coliseum scene, right? Yes. 
the terrible Coliseum scene where they um they they tie him to, to to big pillars and then they they let some big monsters out there which the monsters the super don't really seem into it they start like uh kill killing the trainers mm-hmm. uh, mostly I like then, the crab one the uh, the teal crab one yeah that was pretty cool I don't um, know where it came from but it's cool it it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh starship troopers um mm-hmm. bugs mm-hmm. Um, the, head, the head part not the head part yeah, well, I have a problem with this because Dooku is the uh, the Goldfinger of killing people in the Star Wars universe because he's all like got an elaborate, overly elaborate plan to to do all of this. Oh yeah, the motivation for what they're doing is completely ridiculous. Even the Vice were halfway through, he's like, "Oh come on, they're getting away." He's like, "Have patience, she'll <laughs> die. I promise you." It's like what. She's tied to the thing. Just shoot her. What are you doing? Yeah, the, it's literally what Newt Gunray says. <laughs> Just shoot her. Just shoot her. <laughs> it's like, well, we, 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 you know, we brought up the big fanfare. These guys have been working really long hours. They haven't had any entertainment in a while. So, you know, it's good for morale to let the big monsters chase them around and eat them and, like, put on a good show of it and stuff. And, you know, then you get what you want. She dies. And then the people, you know, raises morale. And they want to go back to work and stuff. It's really helpful. Instead of, I mean, if you just walk out there and shoot her, they'll be like, that's it. We, you know, we took a whole day off work to come out here to the coliseum <laughs> i got my corn dog i got my popcorn like I came to see a show yeah what about all the genotians out there tailgating you know <laughs> they got their folding tables set up and their scepter <laughs> tvs <laughs> they got their tv hooked up to their iphone with the hdmi adapter <laughs> <laughs> they got their roasted chicken <laughs> <laughs> that was a good case you burn <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry i'm, sorry. I'm, so- I'm not sorry <laughs> <laughs> i need a moment mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoo, boy i thought it was bojangles oh uh, yeah it was bojangles i think that's a southern thing yeah i think I, I, i've had I, it at the uh, north carolina airport oh you know i think i've seen it there i've been to because casey lives in the south <clears throat> yeah it's the, the charlotte airport it's a big hub I, uh, yeah. i've been there a couple times yeah um it's because uh u.s airways which is now american which is great except it's not it's uh <laughs> it's worse it's so much worse yeah they got a good uh, jamba juice there though and uh they have a the, was the chilies too t-o-o oh well those are always gold solid gold yeah. highly recommended mm-hmm. yelp five stars yeah get the uh get, get the mozzarella sticks a plus no um so <laughs> anyway back to the shenanigans in this arena uh um whatever <laughs> like stuff happens oh you know do we want to talk about the mom later i was just thinking about that uh, we kind of glossed over it because i think neither one of us really wants to talk about it but yeah um shouldn't we address it before we really get into like the rest of the coliseum which takes us into the end of the film yeah all right all right all right uh, so he's it. having he's having nightmares no, I don't have a nightmares. Jedi's don't have nightmares. I heard you. You had a nightmare. All right, fine. I had a nightmare. It's about my mom. She's in a lot of pain. I gotta go help her. Um, even though he's had nightmares in the past about his mom, and he apparently just hasn't had enough of an inclination yet to go help her out. Um, no, not only has has he not gone, no one has gone. And 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 no one. It's, it's been a month. It's been a month. He's had nightmares for a month. Um, you know, presumably based on what we find out shortly hereafter. So he goes to uh, to Tatooine, talks to Watto uh, in in Watto speak, whatever, um, and then finds out that he he sold her, 
uh and then he gets all mad he's like no no don't worry the guy i sold her to totally married her and like had a good life and stuff it's like wait what uh uh, what um okay sure whatever uh he goes out and meets that guy well uh, hold on on. there is some nice animation for watu where he has the uh, little eye flickers like looking away and stuff like they put in some effort and what to say the stubble looks weird but they put in some effort on the you know the eye animation and stuff he's he's old he's uh he's seen he's had some years yeah um what one of the things i especially like about this is the initial exchange of how excited he is to see his former slave and uh how he how he's so happy about it and how he assumes that his former slave is so happy to see him as well uh and how he immediately asks if his former slave uh who he didn't want to free would like to come help him set up some uh, some some things with some bums who owe money, um, and Anakin's like, "Yeah, no, I'm actually here about my mom." And then he's totally surprised about this because remember his mom who was a slave. <laughs> yeah, and apparently <sighs> um, he had no inclination to come back and uh, find and or free his mom. Just as we talked about last time, uh, mm-hmm. up until now, so it's been what ten years, uh, according to. The way Anakin said he hasn't seen Padme in 10 years. Uh, but, you know, now uh, he wants to go see her because she's in pain. So Yeah, and uh, o- Obi-Wan it- is a complete jerk for not actually doing this. Like, you know, when when Anakin was a kid, he could have taken care of all of this. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Anakin has that... He's starting to get the crazy eyes, and he says, you know, where is she? Uh, I'd like to know. And he's like, oh, yeah, totally, sure. Let's, um, hmm, let's go over here. I'll check it out, and uh, please don't kill me. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell check you my she, records, where, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you where she went. Yeah, so he he finds, um, they they go off and they find the uh, the Lars's on their homestead, uh, which should look familiar because it's the same. Uh, from, <laughs> Literally the one from uh, that other movie. Yeah, from Star Wars. Have you heard of it? Uh, so... They go on down, and they need to meet Owen and uh, Baru, because that's important. It's not important. Um, it just establishes that they exist. Uh, and then they talk to... It's a stepbrother, apparently. Yeah. Didn't uh, they call him a cousin at one point or something? Well, Luke calls him aunt and uncle, so... Yeah. Not technically. Accurate. No, well, I mean, he's hiding, so it doesn't really matter what his familial relationship is. Although it does raise several questions about how... Anakin Skywalker, who becomes Darth Vader, would not even suspect to go back and look <laughs> there at all. Sure, why not? Yeah. Not, not that he's, like, ever been there or anything. No. I mean, what a surprise. He has family members there? Who could have guessed? But, uh, mm. so, they, they have this unfold where the guy's like, yeah, you know, she was out there collecting mushrooms off the moisture evaporators when the Tusken Raiders took her, and they... 30 of us went out there after her and only four of us came back. I lost my leg and I'd be out there with them, but I can't ride with my leg like this till it heals. And Anakin's really upset about this all right now. And then, uh, there's that weird scene in like the little area. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go hop on the speeder now and then go talk to some Jawas. And there's going to be some Phantom of the Menace, uh, duel of the menaces, fates and stuff happening with the, mm-hmm. the things. The, the 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 frustration and the anger and the hate uh, builds up in him so much that swells. Even, it's, it's it swells in him mm-hmm. so much that even Yoda can feel it. Uh, he, you know he's 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 in a lot of pain and suffering and stuff. And uh, you know he he cuts a little delicate hole in the back of a tent and sneaks in, finds his mom tied to a thing for some reason, um, beat up. Uh, we, uh, ooh, I don't know why. Uh, I don't want to ask why really. Well, um, the reason why is because we need 
to give Anakin motivation to do things. So what you do is you torture women who are around him. Uh, and this is a very common thing with lazy male writers, where they they harm mothers and girlfriends and wives and fiancés, and they just do all that kind of stuff because that gives them uh, pain and motivation for their main character to go do stuff, to avenge them, to, uh, to move on past something, to uh, do something bad that they ordinarily wouldn't have done. It gives, it gives them all of that stuff to do, because as long as you have some women around that you can do horrible things to, then you can explain lots of things that uh, your, your characters are going to go do. Yeah, so he, uh, he pulls his mom down off the thing. She's like, oh, hey, how are you? Good to see you. I'm dying. Uh, she doesn't quite get I love you out before she dies in his arms. And then he gets all mad and he, like, kicks the flap of the tent open and just starts cutting heads off, um, slicing people in half. And, uh, you know, we we don't see the whole um, uh, the whole uh, slaughtering because we can totally infer it. Oh, wait, no, we can't infer it. So we got to wait for him to get back and tell Padme that he killed uh, women and children and all of the Tusken Raiders because he was so angry and... Uh, you know, wasn't wasn't strong enough to save her, and this is I could have saved her, and someday I'm gonna be so strong that I'll be able to stop people from even dying, and it's Obi Wan's fault. He's holding me back, and what what are you talking about? This this stop. is just what what is wrong with you? It's just wacky rambling that makes no sense. Um, and it's Padme just, should have had him committed. If she's if she genuinely loved him, and he, she saw him say all of those horrible things after he just slaughtered in like a, a whole village of people, she should be like, you know what? Let's go get you some professional help, and then uh, then then we'll talk about the rest of this later. Yeah, it's just really troubling. I I I can't explain this away in the narrative of the universe why any of these events have unfolded except that it's supposed to put him in pain and make him want to do bad things and also want to become strong enough to one day be able to prevent death because he says that several times wasn't strong enough never gonna let this happen again i'm gonna make sure i'm so strong that i can even stop people from dying like i don't know how he imagined that's gonna happen like one of his loved ones is on their deathbed with like some sort of you know, uh, terminal illness and he's just going to like flex really hard and it's all going to go away or something. Like what is, <laughs> I don't know what that even means. I'm going to be strong enough to prevent death. Well, strong with the force, not like physically strong. He's going to like put a finger to his temple and like concentrate real hard. And like all of the cancer cells are going to go away. Like I, well, the midichlorians will go to battle with all that. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's, it's nonsensical and it is the irrational ramblings of, uh, someone who is not emotionally mature. Uh, as we've already established that Anakin clearly is not someone who is emotionally mature. Uh, and so all of the stuff involving the mom is sad and troubling, but not because uh, we empathize with what he's doing, but because it's uh, troubling for us as the audience uh, from a narrative perspective why any of this needed to happen, because there's no <laughs> adequate motivation to explain any reason why this this unfolded in this manner all the way uh, all the way from the first movie till now and the <laughs> timeline of this film it doesn't make any sense it's just an, it's just another form of uh cringeworthy anakinness yeah oh and uh, the term that i was trying to remember the name of is uh women in refrigerators a website in 1999 by comic book fans led by gail simone who were 
uh, making a list of all the women who had been stuffed into refrigerators uh, based on, uh, not really stuffed into refrigerators, but horrible things that happened to them. Um, and that was coined after uh, a Green Lantern issue in which his, he, Kyle Rayner found his girlfriend literally stuffed into a refrigerator. Uh, well, that's unpleasant. Yeah. So there's that. That's, I mean, that, is, that is what's here, the refrigerator of the force. Um, hmm. Okay, so they buried the mom, and then... Uh, they, buried, they buried the plot device. <laughs> they buried the plot device. And the mom died a long time ago. He, 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 he drops down, and he grabs some sand, and, you know, it's, it's coarse, presumably. And he's sad, and he says some sad stuff, and then, uh, you know, that's when R2 comes over with the, the message from uh, Obi-Wan. And then we're back to uh, the Coliseum. Coliseum. Boy. This is a real downer, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. The, fortunately, some comedy comes into play where when uh, surprise Jedi um, come out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> surprise! How how exactly does one get an entire army of Jedi down onto a planet and into a coliseum without anyone noticing? Very carefully. Wink, uh, wink. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And they're just like all over the place and they just like pop out from everywhere. And as they pop out, you can tell which ones are like the really excited extras. Um, because yeah. they, they do some extra flourishes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, there's all the different colored lightsabers. I like how they, Cause you want to they, terrorize the populace as much as possible. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Of course. I mean, like I, I just, I imagine before they came out there, wherever they came down, they're like, all right, everybody put your hands in the circle. I'm going to do this really dramatic thing where I walk out the tunnel behind Dooku and then I'm going to like stick my lightsaber at him and make real threatening stuff. So nobody, nobody jump out ahead of that because it's going to be like a super cool, like uh, scary intro that, that we're going to do. And then after that, I'll like, I'll do like a head nod and then everybody pull out their, their lightsabers. It'll be really dramatic. We'll do that. Right. That's, that's the way, uh, that's tactically sound to, to, to quote Joe Steele. Yes. Yes. Quote him. Um, and so they do that and there's an exchange and then there's aha, but you don't know about our secret thing. <laughs> then it's aha stuff. And then, and then there's uh yeah, the droid army. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess the bad guys have a droid army mm-hmm. and the good guys have a clone army. Yes. Is this, is this the same droid army from... No, it's not. it can't be the same droid they, army from the first upgraded. movie because all their heads exploded. <laughs> they're upgraded, so now their heads presumably will not explode. And also there's the, the, the buff-looking ones, too. Yeah, uh, well, they've been working out. Um, some protein and uh, creatine uh, powder um, mm-hmm. and uh, some of those Sobe beverages that have the creatine in it. Oh, man, I used to like the Sobe, uh, the, the red one, the power one, and then the yellow one, the energy one. I couldn't drink as often because it was really sweet, but I liked those too. Oh, yeah, I would have both of those all the time. The yeah. energy one would make me a little twitchy. Um, yeah. if you it, drink- it, was too, it was a little too close to that. Uh, do you remember uh, Mountain Dew had that amp? It was like a carbonated... Uh, like, I remember AMP, except um, I just remember distinctly every time I would drink it, I would have uh, like acid reflux. And my entire <laughs> esophagus felt like it was dissolving. Well, it's you know it's like Mountain Dew with just extra caffeine in it, so yeah, it's, that makes sense. Yeah, um, but the uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we we have the the more buff, serious looking ones that are supposed to be feared. <laughs> they come out and they have uh, wrist lasers. Um, and they fire at things, and uh, then the Jedi are all fighting and stuff, and that's happening. And then eventually, uh, you know, 
the monsters are fighting and the Jedi are fighting and they're getting up on top of the columns and hopping off of things and blasting things and deflecting things and lightsabers and uh, just chaos, just absolute chaos. And uh, they seem to be doing all right for a little while. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and then they get surrounded and backed into a little circle and then uh, surprise uh, clone troopers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Dooku's basically like, you know, uh, pause for a minute, pause the game. Um, hey guys, you should like stop and stuff and uh, join us or whatever. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that because you're a bad guy now. And that's super mean. He's like, well, then I'm afraid you're going to have to die. And oh, inconveniently, here come all of the clone troopers with Yoda because Yoda said earlier that he was going to go out of Kamino and check out, you know, check out uh, check out what they bought and uh, scope out their, their flock or something. And uh, in come all the clone troopers and they like land. And, you know, I don't know. They didn't really land, basically. They just fly no. around and shoot everybody and then eventually hop off. <sighs> Make a make a uh, around the survivors a perimeter make. because uh, it's Yoda and he t he talks. Fine. Yeah, he's he's got to say everything backwards. Um, mm -hmm. I have some problems with this. I really do not appreciate it. <laughs> Go on. I just really find this infuriating. Uh, the, the the just how. How are we supposed to believe that any of these people are competent if they have been snuck up on not once, but twice by uh, the the Jedi army and then by clone troopers who are supposedly not as stealthy in their uh, armored craft that are descending from space? Um, so I don't understand like exactly how these people didn't see this coming. Like, th how do you surprise a planet? With an invasion like <laughs> I mean, this. Ev everybody got free tickets to the Coliseum, and, you know, they just, they, they left their stations, because, you know. Oh, they, they deceived Ticketmaster, um, and they, they you know, just, just brought the, the tickets in. They smuggled in some booze or something to the stadium. Yeah, yeah every, everybody came to the show, and, and nobody was watching, watching the radars to see that the ships were coming down. Oh, okay. Good, because I was afraid you were going to say something that made sense. Because um, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Because they, they they're they're a planet who is theoretically under siege. No one no one is monitoring. I mean, presumably, and not, whoever not, whoever's running this organization is eight years old too. Also, I would just like to point out those craft are loud. They are very loud. <laughs> they don't they don't sneak up on an open air coliseum. Like, well, but like you know, they were on the other side of the mountain, kinda, and then they came up over. I mean, not really, but no, they, they literally could've. just drop out of the sky. And yeah. It's just like surprise. <laughs> uh, uh, surprise plot device. Number two. Uh, it's, it's, it's really dumb. Um, so they get out of there and then Dooku is like, let's go to the control room guys. Cause we probably should like plan this or something. Uh, and, um, they're going through and looking at holograms and things are flickering and the termite people are running around all concerned and there's a uh, Death Star hologram floating. <laughs> just, that's just conveniently hanging in the corner. And I like how one of them just kind of walks over and like hits the button like, no, don't look at that. That's not, don't, that's not for you. It's not, that's not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you like to build an ultimate weapon? Um, so and like, <sighs> they've, they've got an entire other movie and like, They've got the Death Star plans, and they still somehow miss the exhaust vent. Well, like they, they had time. Go back, like. Uh, you but know. but all these all the poor little termite people got exterminated, so nobody nobody could nobody could know the the secret flaw. 
Mm. The starship, <laughs> the 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 uh, the Death Star was designed by termites. Well, apparently, because all the Genosians are the ones who built it. They're yeah. the ones who designed it. Anyway, they didn't build anything. <laughs> they died. <laughs> Yay, right, Jedi we'll genocide! Did <laughs> uh, you ever see them again, Dan? No, I okay. Didn't need to see them this time. No. But uh, we especially don't see them after this. And the Empire doesn't appear to use them for anything. So maybe the Empire just exterminated them. Who knows? They're, they're not around. Uh, and so they uh, have the whole thing with this computer fight that happens. Um, and the CG snap zooms. Uh, the computer fight. What do you mean computer fight? Uh, I meant that there are computer-generated creatures running <laughs> and fighting other computer-generated. Uh, yeah robots yeah so um i i would just like to point out that while amazing for the time this is really difficult to watch because i think like an xbox one could do this or a ps5 or something like you could you could probably get something kind of halfway convincing along these lines like you know a mod to the star wars battlefield game battlefront game uh yeah, while, while I am not going to disagree with you, I think a lot of that kind of those kind of issues in these movies have to do with um, just the way it was art directed and stuff too. Like everything is super saturated. These yeah. things are like completely unrealistic designs and scale and scope. And it's like you know the the realism should start in like the objects and the things and the way they look before you even get down to just like you know technical details with you know rendering texturing that kind of stuff it's just you know the the stuff that just like even the uh what was the one that super sticks out uh when when obi-wan goes to the the jedi library or whatever it's like this is just a green screen with a chair on it and like those things shouldn't be like the uh, black level shouldn't look like that the saturation shouldn't look like that the glow shouldn't look like that it's all just supposed to be this like really rich looking frame or the dense frame or whatever the hell george lucas described it as but uh it's just like the the the, the realism was gone from the directing standpoint too like there, there was not a whole hell of a lot to have been done after that no and then he just put volume raise over everything <laughs> Well, you know, for for audience members who don't know what I'm talking about when I say volume rays, I'm also referring to God rays. Um, they are the uh, shafts of light that uh, you see when particles that are in the air are interacting with a light source, uh, presumably raking light coming through some shadowy, partially obscure area so that you get interesting patterns in your in your volume and not just like a big glow uh i love but, how the ones in the jedi council like uh they've got shadows practical shadows on them like uh sam jackson has them on them but they don't line up with the cg geometry no. of those goofy blinds but uh yeah the uh the god rays it's you know it's it's like a it was like a 200 dollars plugin <laughs> you you got it in uh in nuke now you just type in god rays yeah, it's you just like uh, you just use the God Rays plugin. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, I mean it's, it's, it's built into Avid too. They didn't have it back then, uh, and and you know I've, I've I've done it where you do it in actual 3D with ray marching and everything. Like it's it's a thing, um, but it, it's just that you know it it doesn't. While that was something that really helped to try to sell the fact that there was a volume that they were occupying and they weren't just on top of something, just the fact that there's so much of the frame that is not tangible is is very obvious when you watch it with a critical eye these days yeah i I don't see anyone finaling these shots on today's standards but for the era when it was made 
this is top of the line. Like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. this is this is like what would come out of your render, and then you'd go, okay, uh, make it look like crap so it would look real. Like, take all the saturation <laughs> out of that and put some some depth and defocus in there, and some you know just blur stuff and make it soft and uh, yeah, motion blur, motion. Remember motion blur. Uh, anyway, um, I think they just wanted to make it look like a gritty, real Private Ryan battle, but it's a hyper color uh, toy battle um, in a video game, so it's kind of sad that way. Mm-hmm. And you have Yoda shouting nonsensical direction to everyone. St- stuff smashes, smashes into other stuff for a while, and then uh, and then uh, Obi Wan and uh, what you who's it. Hayden chased uh, Dooku into mm-hmm. a hangar. Yeah. He, he takes a ship to his other ship. I have to say that hangar scene where the Trade Federation guys are getting into their shuttle and taking off and Dooku's getting onto his little speeder bike uh, and the Genosian fighter pilots are going after him and then there's that uh, other like lone uh, Trade Federation guy st- standing there like doing something on his iPad. Like that scene in particular just seems so cobbled together from several different elements that it doesn't it doesn't ring true uh when you when you watch it yeah it's a little rough uh yeah. D- dooku's speeder bike thing is a little yeah odd yeah and um they you know he goes off and they're over the dunes and stuff i, I like the C- cg sand dunes and things and the f- fighter jet things are off behind him and uh anakin and obi-wan happen to be the ones who were chasing them, um, which is such a coincidence. Oh, and, and Padme too, for a little while, remember? <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she falls she, out, and then, like, three three different times, Anakin insists that he needs to get off. We gotta stop. I gotta go save her. I don't care. You, you, you'll get kicked you out of the Jedi training. Do. I don't yeah. care. I love her. I got her. What do you think she would do? Well, I guess she would do her duty and follow through and kill Dooku or whatever. So I guess I'll not go see if she's alive or dead or not, or needs any help. And I'll just go kill this guy. Cause you said so. What a I'm, miserable punk. I'm, I'm never, I'm not, I'm never going to come back and be bitter to you about stuff ever again. I promise. Yeah. Right. Um, so they get to the hangar for Dooku's ship, which is a good place to keep it, I guess. Um, since it's not with, the actual other hangar where they keep the other ships. It's, it's, it's his private hangar. It's across the desert. Uh, so they, they go in. As um, soon as they hop off their ship, uh, it blows up, by the way. Yes, it does blow up. Um, it's it's it, nice. It's very nice. Congratulations, everyone. Keeps the tension high. And they, they go in, and they, they're, they're going to fight Dooku. And uh, Obi-Wan's all like, on uh, you know follow my lead. And then Anakin's just like, oh, I'm going to go whale on him. And so it doesn't go well. Uh, Surprise Force Lightning! Yeah, and this this is what I was talking about when I was talking about uh, in Return of the Jedi. It kind of deflates the importance and the the sort of magic of that moment because you know that this apparently preceded it uh, chronologically. So it's mm. not like a surprise thing that the Emperor could do. It's like any old schmuck could do this thing, apparently. At least uh, in Jedi, the Emperor didn't say, as you can see, my powers are much greater than yours. There is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of this, like, uh, uh, swinging that's happening here with, like, (laughs) my force powers are more powerful than your force powers. And it's just like, what are you guys doing? Like, I I don't understand. I don't understand, like, why this is something we need to even be concerned about as the audience. Uh, and then when Yoda shows up and it's all like, I can see that 
our knowledge of the forest will not settle this, so it's our knowledge of the lightsaber. And it's just like, what? No. Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, what does he, what does he do to Obi-Wan? He knocks him out or something? Yeah, uh, he, he, he hits him in the leg with the Oh, thing, right, right. He, but... he, like, he, he cuts him on the arm, cuts him on the leg, and then yeah. Anakin wakes up and he starts fighting and Anakin loses his whole forearm and he passes out on Obi-Wan's leg and then they're just laying there like in a heap. And then, of course, Yoda comes hobbling in, and oh no, he's not just—he's uh, not just you know old and hobbly. He's—he is the baddest Jedi of them all, and he—he uh, he, he blocks his Force lightning with his hand. Now that—that that honestly is kind of interesting and neat. Um, yeah, I mean, does he catch it, or does he—he he doesn't have his own Force lightning? Back, he does. Right? He does several different things. He uh, sort of turns it into like a little ball that fly that he flings back, um, and then another time. He holds out his hand, and then the lightning is just shooting off to the sides, like being deflected by his hand. And then in the third one, um, the lightning is absorbed completely into his hand. And then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so he can do one of three things, apparently. <laughs> and he did all of them. Um, he feels re-energized more. now. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, but, but it's neat to see that there is a good counter to the sort of like the ultimate force lightning thing of the, the dark side, you know? Like, there's some way to neutralize this. Um, they're not just, like, punks who have to take it every time, like, Force Lightning comes out. Uh, <laughs> but the but the unfortunate part about this, though, is that uh, they have to resort to the lightsaber duel. Because I never pictured uh, Yoda as a lightsaber dueler. Like that just was not something that had crossed my mind. Like I, I just—I mean, he's a Jedi, and he, you know, he, we, I mean, we've seen him move stuff, and he he uses his his forcey powers to block all of the be- weird big metal things that Dooku throws at him, which are we have no idea what. So I mean, you know, last resort, he's got his he's yeah, got but his like eight hundred years ago, maybe. But but he he is, you know, he's some guy who like is on a cane, and like you know, he's 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 this close to his retirement. He's too old for this, um, and so. It's just, it's sort of not as nice. Like, I think it could have really been more interesting to settle if it hadn't been a lightsaber fight. But Lucas was very set on having a lightsaber fight, and he wanted this frenetic flinging around energy thing of, like, Kermit bouncing off of walls. Uh, and <laughs> He turns into Sonic the Hedgehog. It, he's just like, he's he's like this little whirling dervish that's like, bing, you know, it's just like ping, like, bouncing off of every surface just like off of the ship off of the thing i would just like to point out the number of times that the jedi were next to his escape ship and could have just put like a couple holes in it like there there is no reason why they needed to fight dooku uh to defeat him when they could have just like broken his ship and then he would have been sol because there are no other ships um he would have been on this little rock rock outcrop um with all the sand and by the time the battle back there shook out it, this would have taken care of itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even uh, I know uh, Obi Wan is even, like Yoda even bounces off of the ship. Like yeah. he could have just like given a little like whack, and it would have like knocked uh, a big hole in it. I mean, what are you going to do? Fly through space with a giant hole in your ship? I think Obi Wan should have used his uh, his forcey powers to uh, throw his lightsaber into the driver's seat of the uh, the ship. Or at least uh, take out that droid who was piloting it. Screw that guy. All oh, right, there was a droid. Yeah, totally. He could have done that. Yeah. B- boomerang a lightsaber around. Yeah. They didn't do any of that. Everybody's just like, let's leave this ship perfectly intact for all of the escape reasons. Uh, and and so uh, Dooku gets the upper hand 
by uh, assuming that Yoda will rescue uh, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin, which he does, of course, because he's not an evil jerk, uh, and that he'll make his escape when that is happening. Uh, and and so Yoda has to use his force powers to do that, and, and Dooku makes off. It's too in, bad uh, when he caught that big thing that uh, Dooku was trying to drop on him that he didn't just throw it at Dooku's ship. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure how far he could throw that and how fast for how fast the ship was moving, but who knows? I'm assuming that he couldn't because he didn't, <laughs> but... This is an assumption. Yeah. Uh, and other small bits uh, that happened along the way. Uh, Mace Windu uh, cut Jango Fett's head off. And then uh, Boba Fett, the little kid, uh, picked up the severed head and held it against his head because he was all sad that his clone dad is dead. And the head, and, didn't, head didn't fall out of the helmet. It didn't fall out of the helmet, which I hope it wasn't actually still in there because that would be kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, maybe it just got like a little stuck. And then like a couple seconds later, all of a sudden it just, <laughs> just plopped out. Sloop out of there like a cranberry jelly out of a can uh it's disgusting um <laughs> and then the other thing when uh when anakin and padme left uh owen uh owen's place so well soon to be owen's place uh, apparently they stole 3po just took him yeah. um well i mean 3po was his in a way and he left it with his mom yeah uh and then his mom married that guy so i think it's probably that guy's i mean he's only got one leg and he needed this droid to help him with his his moisture farming and now they just like stole his droid like what's that all about yeah hopefully someday they can get a protocol droid of their own um s- s- and not remember its name was c-3po uh so they <laughs> just just think about that dan just think about that you, yeah are you thinking about it yeah uh no, the, i don't the, these kids well, they shined him up later. No, but his name was C-3PO, and they lived with this droid for several months. <laughs> Presumably for their whole life, maybe. Well, not probably, maybe not their whole lives. They're, they seem to be about Anakin's age. Uh, but for a very long time, they lived with this droid. And presumably would know this droid's name since he was helping around the house. And his name was 3PO. And what a coincidence it would be if another protocol droid turned up on Tatooine exactly at their doorstep, and its name was 3PO. Um, but no one seems to notice. You know, because uh, yeah. uh, plot reasons. Yes, yes. Because it's more important to make the references to the other movies than it is to make something that makes sense. Uh, so they they do this whole thing with the shenanigans and stuff. And Dooku gets off in his solar sail ship past all of the uh, Trade Federation ships as they're reassembling themselves in orbit uh, and goes back to Coruscant. Uh, and lands in the refinery district uh, again. Um, you know, it's a sketchy area outside of town. Uh, the entire planet is town, but whatever. Uh, so he, he goes there, like the Tenderloin or something. Uh, and <laughs> they he, 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 you know, lands in the thing and steps out. And there's all the, you know, spooky oh, music. And then uh, uh, Sidious walks out. Um, and he's all like, you know, all of our plans, everything, according to them, great. It's it's, uh, it's good stuff. It's our, it's great, our plans. Um, it's fascinating to me that these plans work, but uh, it, it, I mean, that is the case. <laughs> Their plans have worked. Uh, they're convoluted and weird and require all kinds of things that could go wrong, but, but every single one of them worked out okay. I assume it's just because uh, the Emperor can see the future while the Jedi can't, um, which enables him to, to do this. Because uh, otherwise, it makes no sense why he, he would set up all of these convoluted uh, uh, things to occur where certain people risk dying who might be key assets to his plan. 
So I don't understand. It's easy to, to, to trick small children. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, you know. Just think about the number of times Padme's life was in jeopardy. And it wasn't supposed to be because Padme was part of his plan to turn Anakin. So he is managed to hire or directly command and manipulate people who hire and directly command people who directly command other people and indirectly command other people to go after and kill her several times. Um, and they've all managed to s- fail to do so in exactly the ways that they, w- they were supposed to fail. So it is, it is kind of spectacular in that way that, that his planning was able to work. Well, I don't know. Um, I would believe that he didn't necessarily know how effective the Padme angle would be. And just like the idea that he knows that she's a pretty girl and he's a teenage boy, that putting him in the same room as her is probably going to uh, amp up his uh, teenage hormones and uh, emotions so much the fact that he'll probably get confused at some point or another and it will stray him off his Jedi path. Not necessarily that it's going to be that she's going to be the love of his life and he's going to, you know, get super angry about people dying and stuff later but i i think he, he would probably just be like this is probably going to be like throwing a giant wrench into your jedi training so let's just see how that goes i guess but i mean he they specifically talk about their plans and like the whole thing with a clone army that was uncovered in just the right way and brought to start the war in just the right circumstances uh to give him exactly the power he needs um, but like like how, that how is does- also complicated <laughs> <laughs> How does Sidious's plan have anything to do with um, uh, Shmi being captured and tortured and then him going nutso and killing all the Tusken Raiders? Like, did he pay off the Tusken Raiders to kidnap her? I, we don't directly know that from the film, but I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, but that seems to be like one of the biggest sources of Anakin losing his mind in this one. Yeah, I mean, but he might have also just seen that that was a possibility or something through the Force. We have no idea. Um, all I'm saying is that he says that these are his plans that have gone well, and I'm assuming that means that he directly controlled or expected to have happen these certain uh, circumstances. You know, he's in government. He probably just takes credit for the things he wants to take credit for. <laughs> <laughs> Everything goes according to plan as long as you just change the plan whenever you feel like it. Yes, yes, this is what I meant to do all along. <laughs> <laughs> totally meant to do that. Oh, sh- wait, a- sh- you mean I'm in charge now? No, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I reluctantly take all of the extra super uh, ultra wartime powers. <laughs> who, who writes this? Um, and so he's, he, he, there's that terrible scene of them all in the balcony um, at the end, uh, looking at the ships and the troops marching and there's the imperial march that plays over it even though it's not actually an empire yet but whatever and you've got um, those ships that are like kind of smaller versions of the star destroyers yes because we need to directly echo the things that come later uh and then jimmy smiths does the thing where he looks down and then he like puts his fist on the side of the <laughs> thing and it's just like he jimmy smiths is sad um <laughs> St- stand on the cg yeah. balcony on a green screen and then we'll uh we'll add a bunch of other stuff out there just look out there and look sad i feel Um, sorry for the the blue horned aid guy because he just has to like stare in awe that's his direction that he's given (laughs) you don't see anything but just stare in awe (laughs) Mm. uh so uh is the this is the 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 republic army that's what the clones are yes is that what eventually turns into the empire sort of yes so uh what do you mean so like where does the empire come from um from the republic that's why in A New Hope, uh, when he talks about the last remnants of the Old Republic are being swept away, um, there's still a Senate. 
And so he's he's uh, turning them into an empire, or he's killing them and starting an empire. He's turning it into an empire. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's that's cool. All right. Yeah. It's a empire DIY. Sure. Uh, join me. I mean, they have cooler outfits, so it's fine. <laughs> Presumably, they can keep like their retirement packages and stuff. I think their four hundred one k probably rolls over into the empire. Yeah. I, well. See, the thing is, I I don't understand exactly what their service plan is for these clone troops. Like, we've gone through a few of them on this battle, this first battle. So it's like, does the Republic authorize the creation of more clones? Like, Well, uh, remember the, the tall neck alien thing said, let me know if you need more. It just takes a little while to make them. Yeah. But then at the same time, when we get to the later movies, those aren't really the clone troopers. Those are just people who can't shoot um inside <laughs> of different armor uh that's similar um so i i don't understand that exactly maybe uh maybe camino's uh business model didn't really work out too well or maybe they got wiped out or something like i don't know <laughs> maybe somebody finally realized that they're selling human beings and they're like hey guys uh you need to stop all of this now and like we were getting away with all of this before but now we got to stop this one part <laughs> <laughs> no personal freedoms or anything but we'll, we'll just get rid of this one thing yeah. I, I don't know i it, it's one of those things where i don't know if they ever address that in any of the expanded uniform universe uh drek that has been commissioned but i don't know the exact explicit link between what they do with these troops and what happens with the other troops um because the clone troopers and the stormtroopers like how that interfaces no clue uh you know maybe we'll explain in the next movie uh, godspeed and um, then, uh we, we can't forget the actual ending uh we go back to lake como uh, and uh anakin and padme get married and he's got a robot hand gold robot hand it, it, what was it called i thought it was just shiny it was it was shiny gold with uh with glowing lights glowing blue lights is, is that because uh this is this is earlier in the movies, so they don't have the, uh, the, the the fleshy robot hands yet. I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> he can see no other reason for it. Maybe he just wanted to put on his fancy hand for special occasions. Mm. Uh, but Or maybe that's the best one they could whip up uh, under such <laughs> short circumstances. It's his going out robot hand. Yeah, and uh, they got 3PO and R2-D2 to uh, observe them um, as their witnesses for the, the wedding ceremony. And uh, that's it. Close out credits. This movie sucks. This movie really sucks. I don't like it. Uh, I think I like this less than The Phantom Menace because I feel like there's more wasted opportunity in this than there was in the other one somehow. Because I mean, it, it, it feels it almost all... like you were just like, hey, you know all those mistakes that I made? Let me double down on all those and make some worse <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise. I swear, guys, it's supposed to be this way. Uh, um, I mean, it follows the same basic structure as the previous one, where there's just a whole mess, mess of crap, and then at the end, there's some sort of like uh, fan service bonerific fight between Jedi's and stuff. Thank, thank you for saying bonerific. Um, so, uh, yes, <sighs> I, I just, I, I think George Lucas likes different things in star wars than what maybe a lot of other people like um because he seems really super excited by 
showing on camera a bunch of stuff that has been made um, by the people he employs. Because we need to also delineate the fact that um, George Lucas doesn't doesn't like make these maquettes and costumes and everything. And he just walks through a room and he picks out ones he likes um, and gives notes. So, I mean, he's not, he didn't strictly make all of this from his mind. It is, it is from the people he employs uh, in, in many ways. He curates it into a film as the director. Um, sure. And there's a lot of it where you can sort of see where they go. All right. We, we started there in episode one and we got to get to there sort of, by episode four somehow so let's try and mix and match like the guys with the big hats they still got big hats but there's like a slightly modified version of their jacket thingy so we're we're, we're slowly evolving the clothing a little bit and eventually we'll get down to there and then i'm sure there's iterations and george can be like yeah yeah, yeah that, that one that that looks nice yeah and then a lot of it's also motivated by technical advances advances that he could take advantage of um at the time that the movies were made uh which explains a significant portion of the shiny chrome CG um, and also many of the CG characters and CG backgrounds and stuff, because this opened him up to being able to more economically make the environments uh, that he wanted to make. Um, Cause I also remember he owned the studio that was making these things. Uh, and like the droid factory didn't really exist in the film. Originally, we didn't even talk about the droid factory, but, f that scene um like seriously oh god i blocked it out until you just reminded where they they go out the door to nowhere and then fall down onto the yeah well remember when uh r2d2 tries to murder um (laughs) (laughs) c3po well he could fly so screw c3po c3po is just like oh don't push me and he's just like push 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 knock him out and then he's just like i got robot uh little jet things now yeah and and that whole scene where anakin is just like Look how cool I am with my lightsaber, and Padme totally would have been covered with molten metal if it wasn't for R2-D2 plugging into a computer terminal yet again. Yes. Remember what in Return of the Jedi when I was like, you know, it was kind of satisfying when R2-D2 can't just plug into a computer terminal and solve the, all the problems? Yeah. You know, de- deus ex uh, detua. Um, but they, <laughs> they, they have that happened here and they have all of these loopy shenanigans and the puns that they give c-3po oh god i mean i like bad puns but bad puns shouldn't be in a movie like this i don't think that that is what they're cut out to be in like i think this movie is supposed to be a higher caliber than the kinds of things that i would say um i don't i don't think that uh this is such a drag should be should be the kind of thing that you say as you're being literally dragged along on 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 sand um as your head has been swapped because uh, that is apparently how these things work uh it, it's just it it's it's it is so slapstick and so ridiculous and so absurd and the uh, fighting all the machinery that's coming at them and you know how many things can anakin just slice the lightsaber seems to be the main theme of the sequence until his lightsaber is taken away by the fact that it his hand got stuck inside of something that is exact, exactly hand shaped um <laughs> and and padme's inside of a pot uh that you know is pouring molten lava for things uh it's like the it's you, you know in a uh, galaxy quest when they run through the chompers mm-hmm. this is the chompers yeah and this is not the chompers where it's the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Isn't this funny because it was in the show and it was stupid. And now it's in the real world because they saw the show. Like this is, I'm George Lucas. 
I think this would be hilarious. Let us do a bazillion times more complicated and overdone than the the chompers. Yeah. And they had to add this like late in the production. They put this thing in there. It's just like you you guys. It's so long too. Oh, it's so terribly long and tedious, tedious, incredibly tedious. I think that's one of the things that you get really on repeat viewings of the prequel is the length of the scenes really starts to sink in (laughs) because you've seen it before. So your eyes aren't really like looking at new stuff in the dense, overpacked, overpacked, crowded frames. You're just like, wow, this is kind of boring. Can I check Twitter or something? Oh my God. Has (laughs) it been like five minutes? What's happening? Yeah. Cause he is poorly paced, poorly paced. Um, Anyway, the end. Ta-da. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. No. We're not, we're not done yet. <laughs> uh, is there anything worth summing up in this? So it ends with uh, Palpatine's got uh, emergency superpowers in the Senate. Um, and a clone army that he secretly made 10 years ago. Well, somebody secretly made. Do, yeah, do we know well, that he I was mean, actually behind it? I think the odds are pretty good that, that he had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's got a clone army. Uh, he's, he's technically also got the droid army. Yes. He's all the, all the great armies. He's got two armies that are going to, they're going to fight out, fight each other. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, the Jedi are all super confused, but they're like, well, odds are pretty good that whether or not the the Sith are actually running the Senate, we should probably keep a pretty close eye on the Senate, which is basically what they say. And then they're like, yeah, agreed. We should keep a close eye on the Senate. Like, let's not do anything or figure stuff out. Uh, let's just, you know, let's keep an eye on it while uh, the war goes, because wartime now. And thank God we've been talking to this trustworthy chancellor about all of our problems being able to see things in the force. But it's a good thing that no one else knows, because he's a trustworthy chancellor, and he has emergency wartime powers, which is not at all suspicious. Yeah. And if I recall correctly, jumping ahead, um, it takes uh, Dingbat Anakin talking to windu before anybody even starts to get a hint that maybe mr chancellor is up to no good this is the most disappointing slow reveal of uh uh uh, uh, of a character that sam jackson has to fight (laughs) because three movies three movies and then eventually they're like oh hey there's a bad guy uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Does uh, does Palpatine uh, like dramatically throw off his uh, emperor hood and reveal who he is? We'll find out next week, Dan. <laughs> do we have to? Well, I mean, we committed to do this much of it, so it's almost, it's almost over. Yeah, and then it's we gotta over. we gotta do the Force Awakens after this. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm I'm very interested to see how it turns out. I have a feeling that it might be surprisingly even, or it might be one of those like adrenaline bombs um, where JJ throws so much stuff at you that you don't really process it until after you walk out of the theater. And then you're like, oh, wait, maybe I didn't actually like all that stuff I just watched. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all of the Christopher Nolan movies that we have talked about, I think we would do a pretty good job of processing that after we see the movie and then uh, talking about it, if that is the case. But, you know, uh, after, you know, seeing these movies in the order that we did, um, it should be an up note for us. And uh, all things considered, how bad could it be? 
There's going to be a lot of good effects work in it. I'm sure it's going to be uh, beautiful looking because, uh, you know, 2015 and stuff. We're, we're better at that stuff now. Well, not we, not we, Todd's better at it. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, we, 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 you and I have nothing to do with Star Wars. No, um, no. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, we, we, yeah. we happen to have talked on occasion with somebody who has something to do with Star Wars. <laughs> I know, I, I, I know where the God rays are and I know where the light wrap tool is. <laughs> that's, that's the, the God rays, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's less successful Godfather <laughs> spinoff. <laughs> That's the family business that they always keep talking about. They make bespoke God rays. You come to you come to me on this the day of my daughter's ray march to, to I need an emergency shipment of uh Italian God rays shipped uh, from Sicily. Oh god. Attack of the clones. Not clone wars, attack of the clones. Who yeah. who did the clones attack? The bad guys? <laughs> Attack of the clones would seem to to, to mean that the uh, clone, uh, clones are bad and they're attacking the good guys, but no, that's not what it means. I would have to say that most of the uh, Star Wars titles are not great, um, with the large majority being terrible prequel twi- titles, and uh, The Force Awakens also I'm not a huge fan of as a title. But we'll see when the movie comes out. Uh, maybe it perfectly encapsulates the experience. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I'm not a fan of The Phantom Menace. I'm not a fan of Attack of the Clones. I'm not a fan of Revenge of the Sith. What uh, What was The Phantom Menace? The Phantom Menace was our uh, holographic Darth Sidious. Oh, was it? Yes. I thought it had something to do with the the vague undercurrent of a- a- Anakin's fear and anger. No, because the menace was the bad guy, and he wasn't directly manipulating events, so he was like a phantom. Hmm. Yeah. All right, let's throw this movie in the trash. Yep. Uh, eject. <laughs>